Woke up this morning with my mind stayed on freedom. freedom. I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on freedom. I woke up this morning with my mind stayed on freedom. Hallelujah. 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 Hello, my name is Robert Eric Shoemaker. And my name is Olivia Elizabeth Raymond. This is the first episode in our podcast miniseries, Rad South. In this episode, we'll discuss the power of oral history as a narrative tool and introduce y'all to Highlander Research and Education Center, more commonly known as Highlander. Highlander is a locus for activism in the radical South. And oral history has been used as a tool by activists to highlight injustices and work against oppression. We chose oral history as the backbone of Rad South for a number of reasons. The most important reason is oral history's compatibility not only with the podcast medium, but storytelling in general. Social movements are notoriously hard to document. If activists aren't keeping good records while working towards social change, it can be nearly impossible to collect their stories and synthesize them into a cohesive story. Likewise, narrating social movements is hard because they often exist on the fringes of mainstream society. Archivists and historians are actively seeking these stories until they're quote-unquote successful. We need activists to document their activities, and we need archivists and historians to collect their stories. Oftentimes, neither of these things happen until years after the fact, if at all. Rad South is an attempt to document contemporary Southern activism as it occurs. The people interviewed in this oral history podcast were chosen as part of a course at the University of Louisville for their connections to Highlander and their contemporary work. Oral history in this way is a tool for education as activism and a way to connect people through the power of stories. With that said, we want you to understand the story of Highlander through the people who make up the organization. You're about to listen to Pam McMichael, former director of Highlander and co-founder of Southerners on New Ground, or SONG. Was a, lot. a lot of their work is done in communities and not on the Highlander Hill. I would sometimes think of Highlander as that, like that, what's that infinity signal or mm-hmm. symbol or that, you know, the eight on its side. It's like... You come to the Highlander Hill, you go back to your community, what you do in your community, you bring to the Highlander Hill, and it just, you know, it, it, it keeps going. And, and so on the decade, and they're also, in the ed- education team, I start, you know, like, there are people who never been to Highlander, who love Highlander, who, who, you know, one of those famous sayings when it was attacked was Highlander is, is an idea. Highlander Research and Education Center was formerly known as Highlander Folk School. Miles Horton, Don West, and Jim Dobrowski co-founded Highlander in Mount Eagle, Tennessee in 1932. Highlander has been the catalyst for grassroots social justice organizing in the South and Appalachia for over 85 years. Its principles are popular education, language justice, participatory action research, intergenerational organizing, and cultural organizing, the last of which will be a major focus of Brad South. This may sound like a lot of word soup at the moment, but we hope to address each of these principles over the course of the podcast miniseries. Basically, through these principles, Highlander fosters community amongst activists who return to their individual communities and work towards social change. 
Highlander is famous for its role in the labor movement during the Great Depression and the civil rights movement of the 1950s and 60s. However, Highlander has been involved in numerous social movements, including environmental justice and immigration reform, since that time. We want to unpack the ways in which the Highlander idea has traveled across the world. And, in light of the recent fire, we hope to explain why Highlander persists to this day. I got reintroduced to it in 2010. I got to be a part of it. They, Women in Transition actually had submitted to being part of their Threads group, which was, I think it was their second, it was the second class of their Threads program, which is basically like a mini organizing school, and uh, or organizing training. And I was one of the three people that was picked to go. And that was amazing. Like, it helped me so. That gave me a lot of insight in life, man, as far as organizing, as far as, like, changing me towards uh, I don't want to say but the, the Highlander was great, man. Like, the threads, it changed my view, like, as far as, like, I don't want to say that I was homophobic, but I wasn't sensitive to those issues until the Highlander just gave me, like, opened my mind up to this. Because before that, my theory on it was, I wasn't homophobic, but it was like this. I was, I would be, I would, to my homophobic friends, I would say, like, man, I got friends that steal, I got friends that commit adultery, and I got friends that are homo, homo I mean, uh, not heterosexual. That's, but that was even an ignorant statement because, hey, man, who you sleep with is is not a sin. It's like it's not a, <clears throat> it's whoever. I mean, it's none of my business. Basically, it shouldn't affect how I think of anybody, but it opened my mind to all that. As far as like some of the rules and stuff, when I was just look deep into it, that and then opened my mind up to like immigration issues too going there. Like I met, like it was a program where it was, it was activists and organizers from around the South. They came together four times a year, and so we met people. We had people like in New Orleans who had opened up a school, charter school, and then they had their own curriculum. And part of their curriculum was like urban uh, agriculture, and like they used they used hip hop. I mean, like and then they had organizers from Asheville who was doing uh, organizing around uh, 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 immigration and like the the ICE. I mean, I don't know what it was called before ICE. I don't know if it was ICE back then. But just the the camaraderie and getting to meet all these people and networking with those different groups and getting ideas and inspiration from different people, uh, different classmates, man, and seeing what they was doing in their communities and coming back and using it in this community here was was great. And then like the the facilitators, Monica and uh, Tuffy and Elandria. Uh, were great. I don't know if Tuffy's still with Highlander. I think she might be part time now, or if she does, or just does special events. I don't know if she's still there. But that was like maybe the best part. She was amazing, man. How she incorporated like music and stuff into the activism. 
and just like self-care tea, the importance of self-care. And then, oh, Highliner 2 was great as far as like problem solving too. Mm -hmm. Helping you like identify the problem and helping you like visualize what you want to see and then like the importance of just having small wins because everybody thinks that you have to like knock down the whole system all at once and people get frustrated and disappointed, but we gotta like, <clears throat> we gotta like, uh, almost, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, we have to be, we have to be, uh, we gotta take uh, joy in the small victories. The beauty of Highlander, like this, when you go to that, when you go onto the land, man, it's, you, you feel the history, and you can, it's, uh, it puts you in this state, man, like, where you get, you just, there's this feeling where you're in this historical place, and you can feel the spirits of, like, Dr. King and Ella Baker and all these the people that came before you and you just get these chills because you're there in the same place where these heroes are, are trained or a part of. This is where they got their, this is where they came before they went and did their greatness. And that's, that was amazing. Stefan Barber talking about his experience with Highlander. Stefan is an international activist, journalist, and documentarian. Stefan is just one example of an activist who has spent time in Highlander and returned to his community of Louisville, Kentucky to spread the idea of Highlander. You know, a lot uh, um, at Highlander and how important, especially in these times, that place-based centers are there and supported that people have places to come and learn from each other and build relationships and connect their lives and their issues so that 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 um that fortifying and that skill building and that personal fortifying has a has a physical place to happen in his book unearthing seeds of fire the idea of highlander frank adams in collaboration with highlander co-founder miles horton wrote Highlander aims for a society organized on the basis of voluntary association and mutual cooperation, rather than limited democracy and authoritarianism. The ideal of educating for citizenship in a fully free democracy is vastly different from the ideal of educating to serve a state, as different, in fact, as a school that aims to educate mathematicians is from one that aims to produce bookkeepers. One is dynamic, the other static. Highlander persists because it's a dynamic institution rooted in the people, not the physical space. Public historian Daniel R. Kerr writes, Miles Horton drew upon what he termed a two-eyed theory of teaching, keeping one eye on the point people started from, while focusing the other eye on where they might arrive. At the heart of this method is storytelling. By sharing their stories, the people who attend Highlander begin to understand how their struggles intersect. That intersection is where the idea of Highlander takes root. Highlander is based in the popular education, bring people together and learn from each other. And so that sounds very simple, yeah. but it's actually not, and yet it is. Like getting people together to talk to each other, learn from each other, 
is the foundation, and 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 that's both simple and complex. Highlander, with its history and its impact, is both simple. Some, sometimes people who have um, like working there is not the same as sitting in a workshop, you know, you know or even facilitating that workshop. Um, and um, so I think. And, and, but also how you hold like your own methodologies as part of how you work together as a staff is a beautiful thing. Um, there was a woman at a fundraising house party in Seattle and a woman, Miss um, Patterson, came to that house party, older African-American woman, and she said, I want you to know something. I've never been to Highlander, but I'm at this party because my husband went there as a youth and he didn't become a social justice activist, he worked in government, but he said that his experiences at Highlander changed the way he thought about everything he thought about for the rest of his life. And I, and I, and linking that story back to what I said earlier about the funders and their boxes, I was sharing that story, like sometimes, sometimes I think that People look for impact in all the wrong ways. That, that I was so gratified by this one funder when I was sharing that story. Before I was done sharing that last sentence, she just nodded and smiled and said, impact. I could have kissed her. Yeah. yeah, because some people don't get that that is impact. Yeah. And it doesn't fit in your neat little boxes. Highlander is so much more than a physical space. In recent months, Highlander has experienced a troubling act of arson of the administrative building, which has been tied to violent white nationalists. It's tragic and scary, and worst of all, a part of a larger trend today in the United States. Highlander will persevere in spite of this tragedy, and its work is more important than ever. In many ways, Highlander is at the front lines of our struggles for inclusion, equality, and community today. We'll spend our next episode testifying to some of the movement work that Highlander is involved in today and years ago. We at Rad South would like to thank Stefan Barber and Pam McMichael for sharing their stories. Our classmates, Natalie, Hannah, and Bridie for sharing their oral histories with us and for their work behind the scenes. Kate Fossil of the Ann Braden Institute for her leadership, and Susan Williams was all the Highlander team for their help with this project.